Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Hey, this is uh, Jay Harwich, a special edition of Amazing Conversations with uh, Bill Raftery. In the last 40 years, probably the, one of the premier voices of college basketball on television, and a friend of mine for over 50 years. Bill, I got an email the other day from a mutual friend, Jimmy Lamparella. He sent me a picture of me playing Santa Claus with you and Tom Young at one of the Jersey Sports Writers Conferences. Remember back to those old days when you coached at Seton Hall? I do, I do. Uh, Tom used to get a Christmas present, in, in uh, which would be called a win when he played us. Uh, he was a good friend, a great guy. And, of course, as you remember, 70, 76, Final Four, right. record. Uh, but, yeah, we, we had a lot of fun in those days. I don't know if these guys are having as much fun as we did. Uh, of course, the money's a lot different, yeah. and I'm sure. Pressure's a lot different, but uh, we had great. Know. Bill, did we have, you know, I, I was the SID at Fairleigh Dickinson for the time you were at Seton Hall. Did we ever play you at Wolf's Gym? I forget. Yeah, we, we did. You know, Al and I were good friends, as you know. Right. Uh, and Ruth, you were a great pal of as well. And he said, you know, he was playing all over the country, as you remember. Right. You know, big names. He said, uh, he said, "Why don't you play me and you know save me a trip, <laughs> kind of a deal?" And so we we had an arrangement where uh, we had some fun over because Al was hyperkinetic and so was I, and uh, I had a manager counting how many times he came over half court on my side of the bench and how many times I went over half court to his side of the bench, and I think I think we broke even pretty much and. Twenty dollars, something like that. But uh, yeah, we did play him there, and uh, he taught me so much. Though uh, I don't know if you ever. Well, I I almost got fired because of him, Bill, as you alluded to. Al was trying to give people return games. We played in thirty-eight different states, so we actually lost in thirty-eight different states. And I got that (laughs) note in Sports Illustrated, and the president of the university was not real happy with me at that time. You know when. (laughs) In my first game at FDU, we played at University of Maine in Orono. I got two technical fouls because I wrote the score, the guy's names wrong in the scorebook. It was 68, 67 in overtime. He came over to the scores table and said, Now I know why F and NYU dropped basketball. But that was a joy. <laughs> I mean, he was a good man. And I can't believe he teamed with, you know, he's with Bobby Knight, Krzyzewski, and that had to be one hell of a coaching step of an army, huh? 
Well, it, 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 the, the amazing thing about Al, uh, going to these practices now as I do, and the drills that these coaches who don't even know who Al Lababo is or yeah. was, uh, running the same drills that he gave Bob Knight and Tate's lock, yeah. and therefore Mike Krzyzewski at Duke, the passing drills, the dribbling drills, uh, the help side defense. You remember the booklet he put together. And uh, he still has an impact on the game, although nobody knows where all this stuff started. And the origin was Al Balbo. Little Jim in Rutherford, New Jersey. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, crazy. Bill, let me tell you, how many did, I'm trying to keep count. You work for ESPN, Fox, and FS1. You mean presently? Yeah, presently. No, no, I'm with Fox and uh, and CBS. Right. But over the years, you're right. Uh, when I left in the fall of '81, uh, we had two weeks of practice, and you've heard my uh, often used line. Dave Gavitt called me and he said, "You know, I've I've watched you coach. You should try TV." So that that's how the whole deal started. So I started with ESPN that year with the Big East and ended up with 23 ESPN games. The following year, which would be 82-83, I signed on with CBS, who uh, has been great to me all these years since, and ESPN until the league, the Big East, started 10 years ago. And I did the Nets until about 03 with my pal Ian Eagle. Uh, until 03. So all of that started in 82. And I've uh, been very lucky. It, you know, it's, I, I, as you well know, it's it's an enjoyable atmosphere. Uh, you get a good seat, people say hello. And when you when the game's over, you know, you're not uh, upset about a loss, you know, like where these guys always have compassion for the guy how, leaving the gym. How many games do you do a week now? Uh, it varies, you know. Uh, the most I've ever done is obviously the NCAA tournament where you do three, you do four on the Thursday or Friday and two on the Sunday or Saturday, depending on uh, which assignment you have. Uh, but the beginning of this year, the Gavit games, I, I had four on, uh, you know, Monday night. Uh, I had uh, Wisconsin at Providence. And then Tuesday night I had, uh, oh, excuse me. No, I had Michigan St. John's on Monday, on Tuesday. I had Wisconsin at Providence, and Wednesday I had Rutgers at Georgetown, and then Friday I had Villanova at Merlin, Merlin at Villanova. But that's unusual. It's usually two, and occasionally three, uh, depending on you know what's going on. Yeah. Bill, look, I asked you about your calls. Most announcers have one call. Mike Breen's got bang. Marv Albert had yes. I don't know if you remember my old I, uh, Marty Glickman had. Just as good as Needix. That yeah, was I do. his yeah. call. My cat, you have seven. Oh. <laughs> Let's take me through a quick onions. How did you start with onions? Uh, oh, well, Ian, who's got a fantastic memory, claims, I thought it was in Miami, but he claims in Orlando the Nets were having a dreadful season. And a win was really a shock to the system, kind of. And Kevin Edwards made a jumper in Orlando at the buzzer, a three for the Nets to win. And I blurted that out. I had never said it before in my life. And that's how, that's how it started. 
And then during the winter, uh, well, that was the winter, obviously, but I started, uh, I, I used it on ESPN and I got a call saying that we don't want you to use that. And then, then writers started using it in the paper on, on their, during their stories. And then I got another call saying it's okay to use it. <laughs> so, uh, the wild world of live TV. How about with a little kiss? That was really nothing more than I thought it was boring to say a bank shot. So, and and how about a, a, a little nickel dimer? dimer? Well, it, it's, it's like a way, you know, referees have to make that call with their hands, but it, it's not like a, uh, you know, over the top kind of a foul and it's descriptive and you're not burying anybody. You're not burying a ref. How about uh, I just put two more. Get the puppies organized. Uh, you know, in in a clinic, you teach kids how to get your get squared up, face the the rim with your shoulders and your feet, and shoot your jumper. So that just came out of nowhere. And the last two was send it in drone. Uh, for anybody, uh, you know, the crazy thing over the years is been many things said, but. Uh, I guess the closest thing would be a buddy of mine used to like to bet the first day, the first game on Sunday in the NFL. And then at at giant stadium, once we're in a box and he had lost the first game and uh, he was, uh, I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm going to send it in on the second game. This is the four o'clock game. I think it just stuck in my head and I started using it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's crazy, but we announced that one of you got so many to choose from. But the last couple of years, your partner in the NCAA, Ian's going to be your partner this year, right, with uh, Grant Hill in the NCAA. Well, last couple of years, two two years ago, St. Peter's shot people. Last year was, you know, my school, FDU. Do you envision, what do you look, anything on the landscape, how do you predict any local school you think could shock? Uh, you know, I guess the, the, the hard part is getting in. Uh, and then uh, the way things have shaped up, uh, far different than when you were at Fairley or I was coaching. Uh, everybody's got a couple of kids who, whether they were disenchanted at another level uh, or thought they could play up, uh, you know, maybe a Jersey City State kid thinks he could play at St. Peter's, ends up transferring. So everybody's got kids who happen to be older, seasoned. They played three years in some cases. So, uh, you know, you just got to worry about everybody. You know, James Madison, uh, uh, UNC Wilmington beat Kentucky the other day. You know, that kind of stuff. So uh, not the other day, but about a week ago. So it's not as alarming to anybody who covers it as it is to the public. You know, they, they think the blue bloods should win uh, when in fact they may be attracting these great players uh, who were only freshmen 
and, and really become even better in the NBA. But uh, for the moment, uh, it's a shock to the system that uh, and I think it all started, I want to say, with uh, Wichita State. Uh, George Mason then with Jimmy Laranega, uh, you know, getting to the Final Four. And then Butler did it back-to-back. Right. And people got those days. And I think it's back now where uh, kids have played in AAU against one another. They may not have the notoriety, but they know in their mind they're as good as the guy they're going up against because they either outplayed him in a summer league or something of that sort, or even in high school. Bill, what's your feeling like? Rick Pitino, what is he going to bring to St. John's this year? Well, I think you've seen it locally. Uh, the reaction to the program is so different, uh, reminiscent of Louis' days. Uh, I think he's going to shake it up, to be honest with you. You know, he put this group together on the fly, uh, you know, a whole new team other than Soriano and Trey Orr, I think, is the other kid that uh, stayed. Trey Orr, I should say. But, uh, you know, he's going to start attracting a, a, a different level of kid, uh, I, I think. And, and the biggest thing for him is we in this area have so many kids that go all over the country to play uh, that I think that portal deal, uh, he, he will be able to have a lot of kids that want to come back home. And, uh, you know, he wants to do it in the garden, too. I think he's up the games to six in the garden. Uh so I, I I don't I, I don't want to say it's a matter of time because I I think he's going to upset some people this year because they guard so well. Although that's the one thing he's upset about, he feels they're not guarding. But uh, I, you know I think they'll 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 do some uh, exciting things this year. But I think the future is going to be incredible for them. And Rutgers is on the upgrade too, right? When you're recruits, uh... Uh, he's, as you know, Steve's a keeper. You know I knew him as a player at Connecticut. And then Vern and I did the, his, you know, fairy tale ride with Stony Brook in the NCAA tournament a couple of years. And he's just, he's just Steve. He's, he's just coaches his team, uh, gets them to play hard. Uh, I, I, from what I've read, and I, I'm not big on recruiting classes to talk about them because I, I haven't seen the high school kids, but apparently he's got a top level, top 10 recruiting class coming in for next year. Speaking of the past, uh, Luke Karnasek is going to be 99 in January. Right. He still, he still calls me on every Jewish holiday. How am I doing? He checks it on John Franco and some of the St. John's guys. He, what a remarkable guy. Uh, I know you've dealt with him a long time. Utterly amazing. I, I get the same call. Uh, I spoke to him just before, I think the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, so we keep in touch. And I, uh, I was out at the... Uh, uh, St. John's Rutgers exhibition game benefits for charity. Right. And he was there. So we, we had a little get together that day, but uh, he was obviously one of the most charming human beings and well-liked. Uh, he, he's one of those guys loved coaching and loved his players and they responded in like, and, you know, he's still in touch with all of them and, Assistants, you know Brian Mahoney and yeah, uh, you know, Chris Mullins stays in touch with him all the time. You no, know, they. I mean, he's just he's just a unique guy. Yeah. And of course, as you know, Alabama was on the bench with him. Yeah, uh, that was that's great. The, I used to go there a lot of late night dinners at Dante's after the games. I used to watch him play. Uh, so you, ever, you ever ever go to any baseball games at all, or ever go out to City Field or or? 
Oh, no, I, I went. Uh, I think you took care of us. Uh, Louie and I were at a game years ago. I think we had to move our arms once in a while because the pigeons were on the, in the area. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> He told really... me that he was an old baseball player, too, Louis. Uh, pardon me? He was recruited as a baseball player at St. John's. So he uh, had... well, well, that's the, the, the famous story that he always tells. He didn't know anything about basketball. And Red Saracek, who you may remember. Yes, yes. Red sporting goods store with Lou Eisenstein, who was a very famous referee. And Red is the one that started bringing him to practices and talking to him and teaching him. And all of a sudden he's at St. Anne's later to be Malloy. Uh, the, the one comment he named is the last time I spoke to him, he was talking about his St. Anne's team and he named the starting five. And uh, I'll leave a word or two out that he likes to use on occasion, but he's naming these kids and he said, we were so good. We could have beaten the bulls. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coach, you, it's, I know it's early in the season. Who do you like? Uh, any particular can Connecticut, can Connecticut do it again? Or? Uh, I can't get, yeah, sure they can. I mean, they, they have a different look at center with Sampson now. Uh, you know, just a different, you know, with Klingon. Uh, you know, last year they had a power guy down low, Sonogo. This year they've got a very active kid to give Klingon a little bit of a blow. And they're, you know, they're just really good. The young guys, Castle's been hurt, but he's, a, you know, I saw a practice a couple of months ago now before he got hurt. All played well recently. Uh, Newton's a great lead guard. Uh, Caravan will end up playing in the league someday. Uh, and Danny, Danny knows what he's doing. I mean, uh, it's been chronicled, you know, playing for his dad and him being a high school, Rutgers high school coach at Benedict's. You know, he's paid his dues at Wagner in Rhode Island, and uh, they're, they're very good. Nationally, uh, you know, Purdue, again, one of, you know, they're knocking every year, of course, getting upset early, but they're very good. Kansas is real good. Arizona's real good. But that's not to say that they can't play with them. And after Saturday, watch out for Kentucky. They they really played well against Carolina. We were fortunate enough to do that game down in Atlanta. Coach, you still enjoy it after all these years? You still like the pace and the travel? It, yeah, I mean, it's every once in a while you get a hiccup. But, uh, you know, the, fortunately with the iPad, you can sit and you watch games and uh, get ready for your next couple of games. But, uh, no, it's it's a it's, uh, – you know, it's, it's, it's an atmosphere that's conducive to enjoyment. Basically. I like the practices, uh, like to watch them, uh, you know, enjoy the games obviously. And, uh, as you know, in your work, you end up working with a, a lot of young people that are right. sharp. Uh, you know, the, uh, all the catastrophes uh, I have with the iPad or computer, I just go to them and they put me in the right direction. 
Coach, yeah, I, a lot of people might not know. I mean, we know you were a hell of a basketball player in in uh, State Cecilia's held the New Jersey record, state record of oh, close to 40 years for points. You were drafted by the Knicks, but you never pursued the NBA? Oh, no, I went and got cut. You went and got cut? Okay, sorry to bring up the past. Yeah, oh, no, no, that's okay. It was a great, great experience. Uh, there were only eight teams in the league, and uh, Red Holzman at th those days was the scout. They really didn't have an assistant coach, and uh, we had become friends through a mutual friend, Pete Caruso, who was the Kings Point coach. And I, in fact, I used to say my the best recruit I had was Gail Holzman. She came to Fairleigh Madison when I was there. So right. uh, at any rate, uh, Richie Guerin, God bless him, is still with us. And uh, I got cut at lunch. Eddie Donovan was the coach. And I went back to New York Military Academy. That's where the practice was then. And uh, I think we stayed at the Storm King Arms, believe it or not. And uh, I got my gear and I'm walking back and Gola and Gurren are walking in for the afternoon practice. And Richie denies this story. But uh, as I'm walking out, they said, where are you going? I said, well, you know, mustered up some strength. I said, well, I just got cut. And uh, Tommy Gola says, oh, Billy, he went to LaSalle. So he was a little more commiserate. And Richie said, said, gee, Billy, I'm sorry to hear that, but if you need tickets, call Gola. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a great reality check, and I used it at, you know, talking to people over the years like it's over. No ABA then. Uh, so I got back home. I was the director of recreation in Kearney, New Jersey. I had had that job once, once I graduated, and one of the guys who worked with me had just been at Fairleigh Madison uh, refereeing a soccer game. And Bob Shields, who was just a super guy, ended up being my AD. He was the soccer coach, basketball coach, and lacrosse coach. And probably made peanuts, too, like we all did in those days. And he said, uh, Shields said to Pete uh, Carson, I, geez, I got to start practice another couple of days. I don't know if I got the energy. And Pete told him, you know, Bill just got cut. Maybe you should call him. So that's how I started. And he wound uh, up 217 wins as a coach. Pretty good career as a coach. Uh, it was fun, though. We had a lot of good kids. And, you know, Seton Hall was a special place. Uh, you know, I was very fortunate to be there with some great players and friendships that lasted a lifetime. And, you know, Hadi Mahan, of course, Richie Regan. And, yes, yeah. Uh, other people that uh, impacted my life. But uh, the biggest we thing I... It was the Big East, I think. Uh, you know, th that was the one, like, crowning glory, I guess, for Richie getting uh, Seton Hall into the Big East. And, a lot different you know, the, now, huh? The, the Big East, Xavier, DePaul, Marquette. Well, a lot yeah. Of the, a lot of different it, well, at all these conferences, as you've seen, uh, you know, the guys from the West are in the Big Ten now, UCLA and it's Washington, Oregon, and uh, USC. And then you got SMU and the ACC coming in. I mean, it, it's just Stanford coming in. I mean, it's just, you know, so different than the old days. I tell you, it brings back a lot of great memories for me, Coach. Every time I see on TV, I remember old Wolf Jim. And, uh, you know, we didn't win many games when I was at FDU. But I had a good, it was a lot of good uh, fun. And Al was a great man. I really miss him to this day. And, uh you know, it was a good man. But listen, I appreciate the time today. 
and I'll wave to you the next time you're on TV. Oh, you're the best, Jay. I'm glad you're doing well. And, and congrats- if you ever want to come out to a game next year to see the amazing next place, please call me. I promise you, I won't put you in the third deck. <laughs> That's a deal. Thanks right. for having me. I appreciate uh, your time. Thanks a whole lot. Bye-bye. Thanks. Goodbye.